gospel reading for today comes from the 21st chapter of John. Begin reading at verse 15. It'll be just a few verses, 15 to 17. I ask that you hear these words of our Lord. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Again, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, shepherd, my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he had asked him the third time. Do you love, really love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks to God. So today in our renewal series, we're talking about being renewed and a renewed love. And I mentioned before, as I said, I had planned to start out with this. Uh, we believe that God wants the best for us. In that verse from John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it to abundance. And even though the, the evil one would like nothing better to kill, or steal, and destroy, Jesus has come to give us not just boring old life, but life in abundance that's found in him. And for this to be come true in our lives, to have this life that Jesus wants to have in abundance, we have to experience renewal. That's why we're in this series. The beginning of the year, I think, is a great time to talk about renewal. In the first, we talk about having a renewed spirit. Even though our sin can cause darkness, our spirit can get worn down. This, the sin in our lives, the sin in the world, when we repent, when we find we're not doing something God wants us to do, and we, we turn around from it, we, we get a reconnection with God. We can be renewed. In our spirit. Last week we talked about how God has a purpose for each person. A purpose that do good, good work in his kingdom. And it's different for all of us. God created us for his plan and his purpose. It's up to us to find that purpose. To renew that purpose if it's lacking in our lives. Today we look at a renewed love. That God wants us to develop with him. We need to constantly be renewing our love. See, when we love something, we're eager to let people know about it. Talking about the football games. Every time I watch a football game, wrestling is the same way, I think, Dave, is people get dressed up. You know, I talk to ladies with purple hair. Why is your hair purple? Go Ravens! You know, they paint their faces and they wear costumes. It looks like Halloween in some of them sections in the football game because they love their team. And we all have things we, 
we love in our lives. So I'm gonna we're gonna take a short survey, and if if I mention something, I'm doing things that I really love. Just raise your hand. We'll see how many are on board. Like I love cats. Anyone here else love cats? Yeah. So the rest of you are dog people. How about pizza? I love pizza. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. How about the beach? One of the reasons we moved to Delaware is the beach. We get to go to the beach. And for me, morning coffee. There's almost nothing better than that morning cup of coffee. Clearly, we don't all agree that we love the same things, but most of us say, oh, yeah, I really do love that. I hope we can all agree on one thing today, one thing that we, we all love, something that's worthy of our love and affection, and that's God. God is worthy for our love because he loved us first. Before we knew him, he extended his grace and his love to us. And think about this also. When we love something, when someone loves something, it's kind of obvious. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll see I have I post about coffee all the time. And it's obvious that Daphne, my wife, loves me because she puts up with all my annoying habits. When we love God, it should be obvious by the way that we live, the things that we do, and the things that we say. When we have God properly in his place as our first love, then we're better equipped to share that love, to love him back, and to be a follower of Jesus, which I think everyone here is what our goal is. We want to just follow Jesus, his will for our lives. It means that we're in love with God, with all our core. It's, it's at the center of who we are. We're following Jesus because we, we want to know God better. We want to learn to love him more. And it means that all of our actions and our thoughts should be directed by this love of God that we have. It means all other things should pale in comparison. Even my love for pizza should come below my love for God. Uh, Kyle Eidelman is a, an author and a pastor, and he says that we love others best when we love God most. And that's true because we were designed to have all of our lives flow from our relationship with God. And when we have that connection, that loving connection, then we can return that love to God and it flows out of us into people around us. Too often, people look to be validated by other things. They want to find their significance or their meaning. Their value is found not in God, but in things of this world. It's the plight of us being human, our human condition, humanity. We cannot help ourselves. We're looking for something sometimes in our sports teams, our cats, the food we eat. Even our spouse, our significant other, our children. We look for things that only God can provide. And the need for this renewal comes when we neglect our relationship with God. And the other things start getting our attention most. When we don't put God first, 
we almost always put ourselves first and everyone suffers. In the final book of the Bible, that Revelation, and most of you know Revelation is this great warning of what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. And in it, it's John who's writing Jesus. He has this vision of Jesus, and there's these warnings given to seven churches, including Ephesus. And when we read it, we should really take these warnings and, and take them to heart and see if they apply to us, to to our gathering, to our church. And chapter 2 of Revelation begins with praise. They praise this church in Ephesus. They're praised for their do, their deeds, all the hard work they're doing. They're persevering through trials. They're praised for identifying false prophets and for protecting the orthodox faith, the true faith in this new religion. They're protecting. That's not what... It means that they're very good at protecting the true faith. But after getting all this praise for what they're doing, there's one issue that God has with them, and that's our memory verse. From chapter 2, verse 4, it says, But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. And the Amplified Bible takes the original language and brings out the meaning, and it says, you have lost the depth of the love that you first had for me. With all the good things going on in that church in Ephesus, they were forgetting something that was vital. It may seem insignificant. What does it matter if we forgot about loving God? Look at all the good work we're doing. What Jesus said, they've forgotten their first love. When they first heard the gospel that God came to earth so they could be forgiven of their sins to make a personal relationship with God possible. They neglected the passion that they first had. They, maybe they lost their zeal for that gospel. Other things had occupied their affection and their attention, and that happens to us today. So it's a warning that we just have to be careful to follow as well as those churches it was first given to so long ago. You could say that a love that is neglected is a love that's lost. Just think about a relationship with God is very similar to a marriage. My relationship with God, you know, when we first get married, if I can remember, it's been 40 years almost. You have that honeymoon period where it's easy. The passion is alive. It's flowing. It's fresh and exciting. Neither person has to work hard to keep this relationship flowing and growing and thriving. The real test of the marriage comes years later. And circumstances change and it affects us just like our relationship with God. A couple that can retain this deep love for one another is a couple who usually has healthy practices. Maybe they have date night. They have specific time when they, they, it's just them too. They have open communication. They can say anything in love to one another. And they take care of each other. They do little acts of service because they know this person likes this. You've been a Christian a long time like me, which I believe most of us have. 
Can you remember back that first time when you realized you had this personal relationship to God through Jesus Christ? I know I was excited. I actually gave a testimony to Sunday night at church when our youth group came back. I stood up in front of the Sunday night congregation and gave my testimony of accepting Christ. I talked about God of light. My friend's mother knew it because she said, I'm so happy for you. My great-grandfather. We read the Bible. We prayed all the time. But somewhere along the line, because of our life circumstances, our relationship with God starts not being as close. It becomes old news. New things take its place. Sin often creeps into our lives. We've lost our God-given purpose. <clears throat> Maybe today, if not today, I know I can look back in my life and say, how did I end up here? Why is it like this? Oftentimes it's because we forgot our first love. We just, when we find ourselves like that at any point, we just need to have this renewal for our love, our first love. And that's where our scripture verses for the day today come in. Peter, <laughs> out of all the disciples in the New Testament, he's probably the most zealous, the most excitable one. He was passionate about following Jesus. And he's known for sometimes speaking and acting before he really thinks. I always remember that before the Last Supper where they gather and Jesus washes the disciples' feet and he tells them why he's doing it because he's a servant and he just says, wash all of me then. I want all. I want to wash me all. He, just, he says things because he loves Jesus. He just wants to do. He wants to be with Jesus. But then as we read later on that evening, Jesus tells them before the rooster crows three times, you are going to deny me, Peter. Not Peter. He's the one who loves Jesus. And yet when he was taken into custody, arrested, and being led to death, Peter's accused of being a follower. He denies three times, I don't even know that man. I don't even know that group. That's not me. Because of the circumstances, Peter forgot his first love. He didn't want to get arrested. He distanced himself from Jesus. We all have a lot of reasons for distancing ourselves from our first love. Sometimes, often in my case, it's just laziness. There's life circumstances. Sometimes we have something that's a habit that's not really the will of God that we like more than our love of God. Sometimes it's just a disappointment. Why did you let that happen? The truth is that many people today can relate to Peter. We know what it's like to love Jesus with our whole hearts and our whole minds. At the same time, we also know what it's like that I don't want to get close again. I might get hurt. If you were to look back over the past week or day, how much of that time would point out your love for God? When things are tough, when something bad happens to you, bring your concerns to Jesus first. You know, the good news in this story of Peter 
is that Peter does not end up with his denial. That's not the end of the gospel story of Peter, where we hear him denying Jesus. That's where our gospel story for today comes in. They had seen the risen, the resurrected Jesus, yet they're still not sure what's going on. So they're fishing. And all of a sudden, someone calls to them from the shore. Peter realizes, hey, that's Jesus. He jumps out of the boat and swims to shore. And Jesus says, hey, let's have some breakfast together. Jesus is offering Peter a second chance. A renewed love is all about second chance. There's no end to the grace of God. We cannot exhaust the love of God. He extends it to us over and over and over again. Even though we fail to love God the way we should, the way we know we should, Time and time again, God is always faithful in his love and his commitment to each and every one of us. On the beach that morning, Jesus renewed his commitment to Peter. And Peter, and he gave Peter the chance to renew his love for Jesus at the same time. No mistake that Jesus asked Peter three times. Peter had denied Jesus three times. But there's something that even more in-depth that can get lost if we don't go back into the original language. The first two times that Jesus asked Peter if he loves him, he uses the Greek word agape. Now, agape love is the highest level of love you can have. It's a sacrificial love. It's the love that caused God to send his son down to die for our sins on the cross. That's agape love. Now, when Peter responds, he responds with a different word, as if to recognize his limitation. He uses the word filial, which is a brotherly love, like we have amongst ourselves, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we love each other. We, we do things for each other. But it's not that love. The final time Jesus asked Peter, he uses that same word that Peter has used twice. He uses phileo. And that time Peter confirms, I can love you with that kind of love. That's equal to the question that you're asking me. In this renewed love for Jesus, he doesn't demand us to be perfect. He knows we cannot love him as greatly as he loves us. We all fall short of the ability to love Jesus the way that Jesus has loved us. But he still invites us to still love him as much as we can. That's why a sincere love is a love that has the ability to grow over time. Some people can't remember when they first decided to follow him. Some people just haven't made that decision. And that's perfectly fine. Because you're already fully loved by God. When you're willing, when we're willing, we can respond to God's agape love by placing our lives into his hands. Maybe we've been 
like me, a believer for many years. But the love for Jesus has these periods where it grows stagnant and cold. We keep it at a distance. Today, you can allow Jesus to bring you a renewed love by remembering his sacrificial love that he demonstrated for you, for each of us on the cross. There's no amount of brokenness in our lives that can keep us from the love of God. Today, I invite you to renew your love for God. We'll have a great chance to do that in a few minutes during communion. We just want to recommit to fostering a relationship with Jesus. And there's some really practical ways that we can do this. Mine is to have a special time in a special place to spend time with God, whether it's reading a devotion. Oftentimes, even in the devotion, we need to have time to just be quiet. Some people light a candle just to say, I'm maybe a little tea light. This is my time with God. Start small. Don't say, I'm going to spend three hours with God every day. Don't overwhelm yourself. Start spend five minutes. Let's see where it goes. Another great way to help renew our love for God is to do random acts of kindness. We express our love for God by loving other people. Buy someone else's lunch, those drive-through connections. Cut someone's grass who you know could use the help. Send a card, write a letter. Especially call people who are isolated. Let them know you're thinking of them. Many people are suffering from just this lack of personal connection. Often through serving others, that we rediscover our love of God. God has gone to great lengths by sending his son Jesus to die on a cross to remind us that our love can still work. His love is unending. Take time this week to renew your love with God.